so you watched Dune or what? Yeah, I saw Dune and I thought it was uh, I thought it was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. I mean, I think that's the most marked characteristic of it was just the aesthetic of it. Right. And also, I th it almost like the entire thing sort of overwhelmed the, you know, the, whatever the acting was and whatever the characters were, it was almost like the the set was bigger than the, the people in it. And I, I kind of like that. Right. Could you connect did, with with uh, with the characters and with the story? Um. Yeah, I, I did. I, it was it was. It seemed to be a very introverted movie or something like a cool movie. It didn't have this like, it didn't have much bravado. It was very subtle. And I, yeah, I could connect to them. I thought, I thought, I thought, but I, but more in, I liked in a dreamlike way. I thought it was, you know, very dreamlike. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Because and I had, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So probably I guess Lynch is, is, is complete perspective to filmmaking is, is totally different, but. Right. I like the humility of it somehow. It had a it had a humility of it which you don't find in American blockbuster movies usually. Oh, the, the new one, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. There was a kind of humility to it. It wasn't. I mean, uh, the sets were grandiose and, and enormous, and the music, and at the same time, the acting and the performances and stuff were very, very subtle and humble, which was right. It's not what you get from. Hollywood directors usually uh, maybe it's something to do with the fact that Villeneuve is Quebecois or mm -hmm. you know he's from Montreal and yeah yeah and they're very into aesthetics in Montreal I think yeah uh, he has a I... specific style mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I had co uh, difficulties to connect with the with the you know characters at the, at the first viewing you know it was like as you said it was somewhat cold and introverted Yeah, and and uh, it was it was difficult for me to tune into uh, uh, the emotional aspect of the thing. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what uh, you mean. But, but that it, went away with the second viewing. So mm. right, yeah. I actually watched it twice as well. I watched it at home once on a small screen, and then I went went a second time to see it in, in the big theater. So I know what you mean. The second time. Oh right. Second time, the characters grew on me. The first time, I was sort of overwhelmed by the spectacle, and I right. I didn't. I didn't feel like I had got to know know the characters very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But the, the second time when I saw it, I you know, like the mother, I liked very much her performance. It, it was it was it was it was wasn't the usual hysterical mother performance, right? Right. Um, she came across as quite dignified, and 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 so so did so did and in the son's relationship and the way they navigated that sort of incestuous. Um, but not but equality between son and mother in, in a non-vulgar way. I, right. I, I thought that was good. Interesting. So you went to the cinema yesterday or what? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Be yeah, because yeah. like when, you know, in the cinema, you're so blasted away by the sound and by the images. I felt yeah. like being pressured into my seat. And, you know, when, when, um, when the, when the city is bombarded and attacked basically from the, Yeah, well, the soundtrack is almost is is its soundtrack is overwhelming in the cinema. I don't know, maybe yeah. that's just, I wonder if that's the same everywhere. It seems to be louder than everything else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah it's, it's it's always and my thinking was too that that um, you know that you have always to learn if if it's a good piece of art, you have to learn the language of the artist of the director. Right. You know, because it's not so easy digestible like a Marvel superhero movie with which all look the same and have the same blueprint. It's like a, it's a it's a different language. And so 
I always have to you know, learn the language of the, of the movie to fully understand yes. it. Yeah, I think Villeneuve pays a lot of attention to, to just almost like this, this like uh, to the, he makes every scene kind of like a painting or something. Or exactly. He works on color and, 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 and architecture. And yeah. That's almost, you know, he creates a total atmosphere in some yeah. kind of a way, which, which in a successful way, you know, which is like, it's never, it's never uh, ugly or, 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 you know, like the, if you look at Matrix movies or something like that, the all the, you know, it's it's all tacky, it's all kitschy, it's all sort of <laughs> you know, all over the top animations and 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 this and that. Where where where's this guy? He he creates kind of it's almost too beautiful or something. Like it's almost there's too much, yeah, sensuality. Skarsgård, the Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Harkon, and he was great. But he channeled, mm -hmm. he, you know, he he did the Melon Brando apocalypse now thing with his head you know you know oh, that, right that coming thing, out of the, coming you know, out of the water so, yeah, yeah coming yeah 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 coming out of the shadow like like um like brando i think he did an amazing job mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you mean yeah. that scene in apocalypse now where he comes out of the oh, yeah right no yeah. no it's like when when mel and brando like muses about uh the horrors you know and oh. so and so he has like this thing where he has, he has a, like he's head. just like brando isn't it i didn't notice that yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's he's a brando character yeah yeah exactly. exactly he's the heart of darkness right exactly wow <laughs> didn't see didn't didn't catch that although now you say it it's kind of obvious but... yeah yeah exactly mm. hmm. yeah yeah i you know i i have you I, I saw like recently the second time uh, a, a serious man from the cone brothers do you know that movie i saw it a long time ago and i don't i don't know if i remember it very well and so because i you know i didn't really appreciate and understood it when i saw it the first time like the same thing because it has such a particular message and language and how it is told that I couldn't really connect with it, but I was oh, look, yeah. but I was looking at it like watching the movie again like two days ago, and it's just also like a fucking masterpiece on storytelling and and it's such a deep and interesting movie. It's about this you know university you know this teacher who's about to get tenure and who is like a very rational and serious man, and you know and the life. Uh, uh, crumbles around him, and he, you know, he tries to, you know, secure it and 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 to to be safe with rationality, basically, and mm -hmm. you know, but and, and doesn't see, you know, the hurricane that is destroying his life in every in every facet and every uh, you know aspect, and it's so beautifully done. You remember that movie? I don't remember it very well. No, it's been too long since I saw it. So, so, but that's interesting. The, 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 the limits of rationality. Exactly. That's, I was thinking about that in terms of uh, actually, there was this critique of Jordan Peterson that came out and there was this discussion on the, uh, uh, on our, our email group and, and I, the critique was okay. It was a very rational critique, but I don't think the guy got it. He didn't get what the, the whole gestalt was about because because he had this cold, rational perspective. Exactly. That was mm -hmm. the point I was getting at, because, you know, that that was my big takeaway that, you know, that rationality and modernistic thinking, is it's a tool, you know, to yeah. use for certain things, but you can't use it to, 
you know, understand underlying patterns or gestalt what you say, or, you know, complex systems interacting with each other, you know, it's like, yeah. and so in, in the movie, he's like, only focused on the one thing and uh, cause and effect, but he doesn't see you know, the underlying stream of that is destroying his life. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. the more he tries to apply logic and, uh, you know, uh, you know, rational thinking, the more the catastrophic it gets, you know, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's super interesting. And, you know, well, that's the problem with this hyper autistic, rational philosophy types is they try to use their rash, rationality for everything, like a hammer right. for every situation, right? If a, they try to think through everything and and um, um, you can't make art that way, <laughs> definitely. No, you, you can't. And, and you can't really function in the world that way. You, you end up living in a, in a very... Uh, you know you know remote remote and detached and isolated ivory tower of some kind that, that isn't connected to, to to the real right exactly and so i call those people you know who own who, who are overly attached to uh, rational thinking uh, without being able to you know see the underlying patterns so uh, i call them ratiopaths you know, Ratiopath is a great word. So oh, how, and, that's awesome. Yeah. So I love and, that. and you're people, a, I, I want to. Huh? Yeah. That's a good insult, boy. Yeah. No, because like the the because it's like looking at Germany, for example, and Corona politics. The the whole ministry, health ministry, is is they are all ratiopaths. Yeah. Because every one of their decision makes absolutely sense. You know, if you and, look, and it only is, uh, you know, um, what uh, it's just the statistics, right? It's yes, just it, it's like quantitative, absolute, always it's just quantitative, absolutely not, rational, no absolute mm -hmm. rational decisions that are absolutely sound, but they are completely devoid of the understanding of what those decisions you know, the collateral damage, let's say, about these yeah. decisions and the, the, the cultural rift they are producing and the and you know and poverty and and all the other stuff that is outside of of that kind of tool you know and so and and and, and the germans uh they are like i mean being a ratiopath you know that's so german in this kind of because mm -hmm. you have to be a ratio ratiopath to be a nazi basically sure well it's a, it's not just german it's the whole society at the moment you know yeah. René Guénon called it the reign of quantity and, and the lie of statistics or something right. like that. It's like it's like you want to quantify and measure everything and, and, and you believe your measurements and your numbers are corresponding to, to reality and they're only corresponding to one dimension of reality. Right. And missing the whole, you know, the whole the whole picture. Right. Which can't which can't be quantified. Right. And and life isn't, you know, being able to be measured by rationality. I mean, like. You know, it's like we are always let's say there's no like string and 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 easy cause and effect. You know, we are always yeah. you know in between things. You know, yes. it's like we are always within processes which are embedded in other processes, and yeah. you know, one one decision, one action can have you know results in different areas of our life, and it's it's you know and well, that's. And, the yeah, that's the seduction of ratiopathy is that is that you don't um, you don't get in the grays or the in betweens because you feel so comfortable with with your your various propositions about about reality. 
Right. Uh, that you're not willing to be in this discomfort of the in-between. Right. Of something that you can't understand or describe or, or, or quantify or. Right. And yeah. so it's like, you know, and, and I'm, I'm telling this because you probably don't know what happens in the German discourse at the moment. But the point is, you know, these ratiopaths, those health and the health ministry, let's say, you know, they say, oh, yeah, it's, uh, a, you know, to be vaccinated and, you know, healthy and, and you know, uh, uh, healed, let's say, that's that's the golden path and we need like booster and we need a vaccination for children and that so and that's the golden way because it's rational of course but then we have like this big you know philosopher richard uh, brecht and he was like for the last 18 months he was completely in line with the thinking of government and media and whatnot mm -hmm. and and then suddenly like last week he got red pilled you know and said okay let, let's wait a minute you know, we, we basically he did his job as a philosopher. He said, okay, let's think about it. Do kids really need a vaccination? Do we need a booster and all of this? You know, and suddenly, you know, all of the mainstream media started to attack him violently. You know, it's just, it, it was just, it was so incredible to see how this apparatus of mainstream media like, like turned around on somebody who's not, you know, on their side and not, you know, proposing or, you know. Yeah, there's a, 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 a kind of hysteria of good opinion. Yeah, but it's connected to being a ratiopath because, yeah. you know, a ratiopath means there's, it's a pathology because, you know, you have to, uh, there is a shadow that has to be enacted if the narrative is not being enacted. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and. Well, I was talking to my colleague and, you know, uh, colleagues at the school that I work and everybody was sort of repeating cliches, which they had learned from media about Corona right? and how the bad people are, you know, the anti-vaxxers and the good people are understand science. Right. And, you know, and, and, and so I, I think ratiopathy is the same sort of thing as, you know, scientism, right? Not science. Right. Yeah, David Cayley made this great point that science is sciences. There's many sciences. Right. There's no such thing as science as this one thing that has this ultimate authority for what reality is. Um, exactly. Anyway, but the guy said, oh, that it's just it's science. And I was like, oh, well, science is the sciences come to this conclusion five minutes ago. Um, you know, so it, it is ra rational and so, but it's totally irrational. Right. So the ratiopaths are, tend, are actually irrational, you know, on some level. That's the that's the the, the irony of the, of the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because because I guess I guess it's it's how you how you define rationality. Like Ian McGilchrist says, it's you know the problem with rationality is 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 that you ration things, you divide things, you separate things, and you know you don't see the whole, right? So right. You know, you're, um, but actual like like and and then I guess. John Verveke is trying to have a different sense of rationality, which includes the Gestalt, which includes understanding the the more holistic picture. Uh, but but um, but again, these ratiopaths are very irrational, right? You know, and yeah. almost hysteric, maybe because they're so out of touch with their their emotions or their feelings or their their you know their sense of reality. Yeah, or because or, or because you know you know you have because it's always tilted and always a little bit toxic. And, you know, I know this, I don't want to talk bad about ex-girlfriends, but I, 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 
you know, uh, one of, you know, one of <laughs> oh, my come on, Tom. Like, no, no, go, no, go no, on, let's do it. One of my ex-girlfriends <laughs> had like this uh, amazing, because she was like super smart, she, she had like this amazing ability to lay out an argument which sounded pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. But there was something else going on too, you know, because she was like nudging me uh, in directions she thought about before. And so she mm. constructed the, the argument itself. You couldn't def, um, refute it. You know, it's like what was perfectly reasonable, but the way, you know, it was designed to um, nudge me in a certain direction, make me do certain things, you know, and so, but you couldn't argue with it because the argument was sound that you, you had to go on the emotional level, you know, to sort it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so there, the, well, there's just also this, this way of subtly demonizing somebody who doesn't agree with you. Right. You know, you know. And, and then you feel bad, so you have to go along with whatever that, that argument is. Right. And so it's like always, you know, wrapped, this, being a rational path, wrapped in, you know, authority and, yeah. and, and with a pink ribbon uh, on top of it. But it's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's toxic because you can't just, you know, measure, you know, all of German you know corona cases like with a with a famous incidence value which is like basically a made up made up number you know it's not not uh, yeah. uh, 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 really representative of what's going on you know yeah. it's, it's, it's a statistical tool and uh, an approximation used, used for, for propaganda yeah I yeah mean, exactly mm. these 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 numbers are used for for whatever you know whatever point of view you you want to uh you want to push forward because of your righteousness and you know yeah or like like what what happened with joe rogan and i mean who could who could argue with saving lives i mean right exactly you know, how no, could no. you make an argument against that oh you must be a monster right you no know? right so yeah um yeah and so it's it's um it's very strange because it's again because it's so modern you know, it's like it's it's as if you know the postmodern insight hasn't re yet reached, you know, those, those those media outlets, and that's kind of strange that the operating system is still modernistic rationale, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like, you, you know, what I'm saying. You mean yeah? You mean you mean you mean they? The, well, maybe the structure of the media is because they were created during modernism, like the medium is the message, they're, they're not equipped to deal with complexity. Right. No, but also like the political parties, I mean, the, the big postmodern insight is that there, that there is uh, an end to rationality. You know, that rationality has created uh, 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 climate change and, and poverty and capitalism and, and yeah. all of that. And, yeah. and, and there's and, also... It's also this obsession with there being a, a, ca a causation, and this is this is the cause, and identifying the cause. And right. This is the reason for this and that, and right. we know this because because of the authority uh, of of science, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's it's it's super strange that although our society is culturally so so postmodern in a kind of way that it's but it's structurally still you know absolutely modernistic especially in germany you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. but I, I think as i say i think the 
again, I, I think this is a question, this is the insight I always got from McLuhan, is it's a question of what, what the medium is you're using. Right. And, and if you're using television and newspapers and, and radio still, yeah. those, those mediums are, are, are creations of, of modernity, so they tend towards that, right. that, that mode of thinking, whereas the new medias um you know tend towards i guess more relativistic thinking because they're you know they're they're fragmented and and uh multi you know and there's so you know there's there's a multitude of voices and yeah 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 i mean that's basically what you know what the new media and what we're doing here and you know, the store mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. perspectiva mm -hmm. and and all these different mm -hmm. i'm just saying because bjorkman uh, uh um uh, and uh Postmodern, you mean the, the, the new media is postmodern in some sense? No, no, I mean like, you know, what the, the question is like, what, what do we want, you know, and what kind of, uh, you know, goal do we have with platforms like the store or Perspectiva or Parallax or all, all these new kinds of platforms who are, you know, able to, to do something else, you know, yeah. and, 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 and you know and well it's tricky because uh, on one hand uh, it's the invention of 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 the new mode of of being right yeah. technological being uh, at at the same time it's it's not as easy to define or characteristic characterize or or um say what it is right but the, the question is like what what contribution can we do in this media landscape, you know, what, what do we do? What is our mission? What, what's our mission statement, basically, you know? Well, to raise the level of consciousness. Right. Um, you know, and intelligence and, and as best we can, right? Right. Yeah, and, and you know, and change. And to criticize the, the, the cliches and the, you know, the truisms and, the, you know, the... Um, automatic thinking of the culture no yeah and and to, to i mean like the the media itself can't process you know that and how they create topics and themes and you know and so mm -hmm. uh, outlets or, or or you know websites like like those mentioned that have the perfect capacity to to highlight you know um you know the ratiopathy Of, of the culture we are in mm -hmm. and so and so what would the opposite of raciopathy because i think that's an, a, a fantastic terminology i guess it's the new age or something that's the opposite of raciopathy the new age <laughs> the new no well the the uh the this kind of thinking the new age thinking mm. this the spiritualism of you know of inventing your own spirituality and you believe in angels and you know this kind of very flaky mode of thinking that's the opposite of ratiopathy is that whatever i feel is reality you know uh, rather than whatever i think okay this is reality and we we, we understand science blah 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 and this is we you know it's up here right right and then and then um and then the and then uh and then on the other extreme there's this uh uh um whatever i feel to be real is real you know True, true. If you look at it as a spectrum, no? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. But I think we're on those two extremes right now. So, so there's extreme irrational 
new age religion on one one because it's interesting actually is is there was I, I just read something about studies is is that the studies where they've they have no religion where you know Christianity is 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 absent and all the major religions are gone are, are the religions where are the places where people are more likely to believe in aliens right for, for example or angels or 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 you know yeah all that sort of thing it, it happens in areas where people where there's the most ratiopathy so i i think the other the shadow of ratiopathy yeah is this new age you know yeah, well it's super interesting because it's not only new age it's it's uh, what you what you said it's like whatever i feel is true and my yeah. my emotions and my feelings are prime and you don't say me say anything to me you can't tell me anything yeah you know, because like uh you know if i if i feel like this i don't have to abide to certain cultural uh, standards yeah and i norms. don't have to make a rational argument for how i feel i often do this i mean I don't. I, I can't be bothered to make a rational argument for how I feel. I'm just right, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, I can't be bothered to explain how I feel. It's just my feeling. So it's so that's and that's that's the most important thing. Right. No, it's yeah. It's, it's almost. I think it's a hyper masculinity versus a hyper femininity as well. If I can use, if I can bring in gender to this. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, let's bring it in. No, of course. Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. it's uh, uh it's yeah masculine and feminine sociopathy. You yeah, know. ratiopathy is masculine, so uh, is, is psychopathy, right? And, right. And and whatever that we don't have a word yet for it, but this other thing because I don't like new new age is maybe too old. <laughs> maybe we need a new word for it. Something pathy. I mean, and maybe maybe I mean may, maybe those things are mutually dependent, you know, from each other. That the more you know rational and masculine the one one side gets, the more emotional. Sensiopathy or something maybe huh? or sensiopathy like <laughs> whatever i feel anyway yes, yeah yeah something like that yeah. you know and so that these things are uh, you know in the, uh, dependent on each other you yeah know, they're the, two sides of the same coin yeah, the, the more the more crazy the people get on one side the more you know uh, abhorrent logical the right uh, people right, on the right. other side yeah, yeah because things are getting crazy so i have to understand this and, and explain it and put it in a box and, and put it over here so it doesn't hurt me yeah you know and then the other people are like uh the other people are like just swimming around in this oceanic uh, whatever and and uh and and creating chaos and... yeah yeah that's kind of interesting especially if you if you look at and take this model and and overlay it on what's happening and you know corona wise because mm -hmm. like take take the right wingers and the crazy conspiracies people and that you know i don't know and like think and and you know and on one side and and enabling perfectly the ratiopathy on on the other side which creates again the reaction on the on the right wing conspiracy yeah side you know and uh, yeah uh, super interesting you know how and, and especially you know, I think true rationality and and let's say an objective stand should be able to, or let's let's say a government should see, you know, those those kind of mechanisms, you know, mm -hmm. in order to create sure. create the best uh, solutions. Yeah, you know, we need a wise king, as Peterson said. Yeah, you need some wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. You know that that's what wisdom is: is being able to, um, it, it's being able to understand whether what what the context is, right? Right. 
and being able to, if you're going to make a rational decision, you're going to make a rational decision within, within a, a, a within the context, not, right. not not where rationality and and context are completely separate, and you're you're captured by 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 ideology that that is masquerading as science. Yeah. Or 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 you know rationality did you by any chance listen to the to the podcast we did with uh with zach stein i i yeah i listened to some of it i'm, I'm yeah, still because, i'm still listening to it i haven't got all the way through it because yet. he I started it because the interesting thing is that he said that this polarization that we we're just talking that yeah. will uh at at least till uh increase till the next you know electoral circle and that he he doesn't have a good, you know, vision for humankind. And he hopes that some wise young king, like mythologically speaking, like the guy in Dune. Yeah. Like comes and, and, you know, is able to, you know, uh, as the saying goes, reach, reach across the aisle and create some new form of vision and, mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding, but it doesn't look that way. And that is not good in the situation. No, it never yeah. looks that, that way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why you need the Messiah or the, yeah. the messianic, the yeah, savior. Or King Arthur. You know? Or King Arthur. Yeah. I say the Messiah, but the, the savior principle, it's usually, that's, that's the perennial story. It's, um, it's that the situation is, is impossible. Right. And then somebody comes in and just, and then, and then, you know, Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't fix everything, but but raises the culture to a new level of of understanding. Right. Exactly. And yeah. And and he unifies in a way. And he he he. Mm. You know. He he lures the people from the edges of chaos into order. You know. Yeah. And yeah. and you know and you know you can because if you you can you know you can easily um, close your eyes. Uh, in relation to the chaos of the world, you know, and the ratiopathy and the emotional, how did we call it? Emotional? Sensiopathy was Sen the word I yeah, came yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right one, but I, it's no, no, bad. but okay. for the moment, it's, it's a placeholder so, one, for, you know, but it's, it's, we're, we're in chaos. And when, when somebody like Zach Stein says, no, it, it will get worse, you know, and, you know, to have like, if you really look at it, you know, we, there has to, There has to be someone who, who, you know, is able to, to, you know, bring some order to, to all of this and some, some peace, you know. And mm -hmm. so the idea that we're like, you know, it's not only him that says it or the Consilience Project or, or people like Rinna Resta, we are actually in a, in a kind of information war. Yeah. You know, well, it comes back to Dune, doesn't it? I mean, that's what the story is, isn't yeah. it? Like, like uh, we're living in this fucked galaxy <laughs> you know it's, right. it's it's got it's totalitarianism and there's this one precious resource that we have that everybody is fighting for and uh it doesn't seem like um there's any resolution to the problem right and then this this character comes in and becomes a savior figure i mean like uh, and the that's world... the it I might mean... be a person but it might be it might not be a person it might be Just a spirit. Yeah, yeah, spirit or principle or something. Our principle yeah. or idea, which which helps people to yeah come back to from this dissociated state to to reality. Yeah, I mean it's like we're living in a fractal world. It's it's uh, most likely that you know a, a, a movie, an important movie like Dune, 
reflects some cultural issues that we have now. Yeah, you know? and it, there, it, there's an optimism to it, even though it's very dark. Right. right. Whereas I think like Game of Thrones or something like the last 10 years, it's, it seemed just totally dark. Right. A game of Game of Thrones is just real. I know, I know, even though it has a corny Hollywood ending, but the actual books are, are just dark. They're, they're just about they're just about real politics and they're just about the dark aspect of, of human nature and, right. and how we're, we're headed towards, self, you know, existential doom. But but uh, and then but it's kind of maybe the fact that this that the Dune series is coming back is it um, points to the, a return to 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 this this narrative of uh you know this perennial narrative yeah yeah as, as opposed to postmodern chaos yeah yeah i mean and 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 you know religion also you know it's like yeah um well that's what i mean by perennial narrative right way. Hmm. i mean it's like what what those developmental models you know always try to they lure us into thinking that you know we have overcome Uh, uh, religious thinking but if you look at it really we are we even if we are not practicing christians we are all engulfed in 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 uh christian and religious narratives and procedures yes and yes everything. we're not just we're engulfed in it and we're acting them out as well yeah completely i yeah. mean start starting with you know marriage and the 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 christian protestant worth at ethic you know, and, and the way, you know, uh, how, how our morals work, even the idea, you know, of, of ascending stages of development, you can't think that without using Christian narratives of, because, because the idea that you, that you have to become a better person, you know, that is, that is a Christian thinking, that is a religious thought, you know, to be, mm -hmm. to come to the uh, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, you know, mm -hmm. you can't, you, it's, it's a Protestant Christian thought, And so it's it's um, we're so in God, we can't no we we can't you know uh, take us out of of all of this Christian narratives. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. And even the the raciopathy is is part of is part part of that. Uh, I but think. exactly, but it doesn't want that, to see that, it. That, that that's uh, that's that's part of the Christian narrative is in a sense, and you know, and capitalism, you know, came along with Protestantism, and they they. They're 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 codependent on each other, and right? So so um, yeah. Because so there's like this the, strong the, individualism that's in the Protestant culture, and then and then I guess is balanced by the, the the more maternal aspect of the Catholic culture, and then these two cultures, you know, right. are what you know are the the primary cultures of our world, right? No, but it's um, it's 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 just faulty to assume that we have overcome religion no no it's wrong yeah. so it's because i mean even when nietzsche says god is dead he's being ironic in a way because you can't kill god right? right you can just kill your idea of god or or your or your your culture's behavior or or you know is 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 being ungodly but but it but it's sort of an absurd statement in a way yeah of course it, it, mm. although although it would appear that we in the west are particularly talented at, at killing god right um or at least having a, a sacred worldview no it's i mean i, I think like rationality it says you i mean like if you actually uh, look at the consults you know the christian debates and you know those were highly rational people 
they were just uh, using a different form of rationality, not like like a scientific, but they were, mm-hmm. were perfectly capable of constructing logical arguments, you know, from from the Bible. It was not, you know, Newton, Newton's law of physics. They were they're deriving their arguments, but it was like yeah. the Bible. But the arguments itself were rational for, you know, for, you know, for all intents and for, for the languages that you're well, yeah, they uh, they were and they weren't right because because we don't have ultimate rationality ever. <laughs> so no, exactly. You, you, and so now, yes, we believe we're sort of uh, rational, but we're not, you know, we're just, we're half rational. We're, we can make arguments, but, yeah, but uh, no, nobody, no, because we need, and that's, and, and know, they maybe, can make arguments back then using the, the metaphors and the language that they were using at that time. We have new metaphors and new language. We have this quasi-religious language that is, you know, mixed up with science. No, yeah, and and you can you know, and and that's again the serious man because he is the protagonist is a physics professor, you know, and he oh the whole movie he talks about physics and the uncertainty equation, you know, uh-huh. but it's mm-hmm. like okay, okay, let's say these are universal principles, right? So devoid of myth and religion, and it's like eternal, uh, absolute absolute principles you could you know just, uh, construct your life, but you can't. You can't yeah. talk numbers. You need yeah. stories. You need motivations. You know, you can't live your life uh, through uh, and and only with raw data. Well, you know, and also, like, and also, you are ordering the data with in a narrative f- fashion anyway. Right. So, you are, so even if you think that you're being, uh, you're just working with the data, right? Uh, you're actually you're actually you're actually creating a narrative with the data. Exactly. So if you're you're using narrative structures no matter what you're telling a story. Right. You're not you're not you're not just giving us, you know, we don't communicate with information. We communicate through stories. No, that's what I mean. It's like yeah. that's exactly what I mean. If you look at, you know, everybody knows about the Big Bang. You know, because that's a story. The the story is derived from sparse data that we have. Exactly. Very sparse data. Even you know? if it's very compelling, you know, it's not yes, absolute. It might be compelling data, but it's still sparse. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a, it's a deduction, you know, and maybe, you know, every 70 years, the, the narrative changes because maybe, you know, it uh, uh, fell back and then and, it becomes know, a big bounce instead of yeah, a big yeah, so, bang. Or and so, and so you know, you, it's like because the data is, is just it's just so little, but we have bloated it out, you know, bloated it off like in, in, in form of a story that every ch- child knows now like the big bang but it's just a story and so be, and yeah like, huh yeah it's interesting i wonder if like in a few hundred years there'll be like these little it'll be like christianity there'll be these science stories right and everybody will tell them you know to children and and you know it's like it's like and then they'll we'll go together to the church of science and talk about science and like like as if like like it's just it's just the religion trend becoming you know a new science scientism becomes a new religion right there already is i mean i mean maybe that's the problem why we can't fix i'm not saying science is a new religion because sciences you know are, are they their their method of of trying to understand what is true about right. material about things in the world and that's fantastic but right. scientism is what is the mythology of science 
which is not sciences or science, or it's just not, it's something else. And, right. and we think we're talking about science all the time, but we're talking about science, you know, we're, 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 we're we've created a mythology about science. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. I mean, like, because like even the thing like climate change, you know, that's a story. There, yeah. There's data there, but it, the data doesn't apparently because we have uh, Glasgow is happening but now. Do you realize right now you're you are a sinner and you're going to hell because of what you're trying to suggest here that that, that climate change isn't real? No, I I said I'm joking. I'm joking. I said there is data. Being ironic, I know. Oh. I mean, oh. you said there's data, but you're you're not you you. You're not. You, you, I, I, I sense some, some, some problem with your faith, uh, Tom. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a story. <laughs> like, 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 like the Big Bang is a story. There's yeah. data there, uh, but the problem is that you know you can't act on the data, and you can't even act on, on, on the story because it's like, and they tried for forty years now. Mm-hmm. And they have again uh, a climate conference, right? Right, right, um, right, right, right But right. you know, because because you can't act on those stories, that's the problem. But what you can act on is is uh, uh, religious imperatives in a kind of way. You know, you have to stand up tomorrow or Monday and have to go to work. Mm-hmm. But that's you know that's Protestant. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can't connect, you know these these you know things we are embedded in with the big stories you know and that's you, you know what i'm saying yeah you have to connect somewhat climate change to to our way of being in the world well there's you know there there was this there was this interesting video that jordan peterson came out he was criticizing the canadian prime minister it was like two minutes and he, he was saying you know i think you're an actor you're not a real I boy, saw that, actor. Yes. and 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 i i think i think i i wouldn't I wouldn't say Justin Trudeau is, is I, I, I mean, he's kind of demonizing Justin Trudeau, but I think the whole fucking thing is, is full of this, these actors, right. You know, you know, these personas, this, with, with this, this, it's like, it's like a stage, whatever this, this, you know, climate change stuff is, it is often like that. And, and, and that, that is a simulacrum in a way, right. right. To, to use Baudrillard's term. Right. So are, are we even dealing with the real shit? I don't know. I I mean I, I have I have no idea, but but it but the show seems to be a simulacrum. Yeah. But that was a weird video, man. It was weird, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's I like- an interesting new format, but you know, I don't know. Um because he was just uh saying this that you know that he that he is not a child not a, he's not the real boy and then he's not all, a not a real boy and Ooh, then the, all the images that was a pretty Pin- strong mm. strong insult yeah 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 mm. um very fascinating mm. yeah yeah he has this tendency like i don't know I, 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 it was weird but but mm, you know i thought i thought it had some weight to it some it's but it's yeah, again talking about religion because if you if you i mean it's like we, we had did talk about you know the trans i think about the transformation of timothy leary because he was like a harvard psychologist yeah. at one point and then he became like this counter counter figure like the lsd guru and you know the lsd guru basically and he had yeah. like the same and peterson so had exactly the same job you know in the same office than 
you know, yeah. leery. And so he was also like a Harvard psychology professor. Right, two, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and yeah. then he got like ultra, ultra religious. Yeah. You know, super interesting. You yeah, know, maybe- well, I guess Timothy Leary represents the, the, um, the breakdown in a way. Right. Of culture and society and institutions. It's like turn, what is the dropout and all that. Right. It's it's a breakdown of all those things, a breakdown of logos, right? Right. Timothy Leary is the breakdown of logos. And then Jordan Peterson is like, here's the return of logos or something right. like that. Right. And, yeah. And they both come from the same uh, position. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you know, we can criticize Peterson's sort of, I don't know, mawkish kind of cold war of politics and, and all, all, all that. But I guess, and I was having this argument with this philosopher and she was like, his arguments are wrong. He's not a good philosopher. And it's like, I don't care. It's like, it's like, it's like, there's something, uh, there's something alive being happening here in, in the drama of society. And it's right. very interesting. Right. Uh, maybe that is it. The return, you know, logos versus um, the breakdown. Right. Could be. I mean, like uh, interesting is that they both uh, at some point at the same, roughly the same age, you know, uh, decided to leave the path of, you know, pure, let's say, rationality, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Also, and, yeah. So, and, and so there's a similarity and difference to their, their, yeah, 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 exactly. Like he's sort of defending the status quo in a way, and Leary was trying to attack the status quo, right? You know? And, no, but, and he, because uh, yeah. he's in a different context where maybe it's a good idea to defend some parts of the status quo in our society because, because we're, we're we've gone too far into fragmentation right whereas in timothy leary's time perhaps it was a good idea to 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 to, to attack the status quo of society because it had become too to reified yeah yeah in a way uh uh you know peterson with his relig- uh, religiousness or religiosity tries to fix the problem that you know leary instigated when he to opened- hear it leary created yes yeah, he's trying yeah, but- to he's trying to fix the problem of the 1960s exactly <laughs> and of the whole postmodern culture right which which leary sort of he let the cat he let he opened the pandora's box yeah yeah because at that time it was not uh, usual for for an academic to to experiment uh, you know with drugs in that manner and and open up the whole discourse basically yeah. and become a counter you know culture uh, icon yeah and, and then from from the 60s on you know the postman everything fragmented and and you know in a way peterson you know yeah. is, is uh, try uh, tries to be or you know is the kind of antidote to to, to this which yes. tries to bring it all together again yeah yeah and um and so so yeah they're both they're both they were both very right and very wrong you know in a way you know because the problem is people say oh peterson's wrong because he believed this and this is okay yeah sure and then leary was wrong because he you know but it's not a question of right or wrong it's a question of the dialectic maybe between between those those two forces of uh, right the, the the chaos and order the dialectic yeah so so um no, but I, I think so. Just know, taking a critical perspective of something in a very, as you say, ratio. What's the word again? Ratio. Pathic mm. kind of way mm. is, yeah. is bloodless, or no? But I, I think there are so many similarities between those two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. both, uh, you know, it's like uh, Leary was the first one to develop a, a psychometric test. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And so go. that was something that, that Peterson also did. He developed a psychometric test for prison inmates. And then when he got arrested because of a joint, you know, so the, the, he, he got tested with his own test. And so because he knew how to answer, they put him in a, a low security uh, prison from which he, with the help of the Black Panthers, ex escaped. And such a wild story, you know. <laughs> but, uh -huh. but, oh, you that's know, fantastic. Yeah. But they both, you know, worked with psychometric and both like uh, the, the, you know, what, what is the English word? Like having the, you know, the chair of the uh, psychology department in, in, in Harvard and right. both these, these, both these counterculture. That's icons. the throne, right? If yeah, yeah, mythologically yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking. So they both were like pretenders to the throne or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> that's it's very, super... that's an, that's an, that's an amazing thesis, uh, Tom, you should, you should write about that. Uh, cause, cause I don't, I don't know how many people have picked up on that or thought about that, about, about, you know, the similarities, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. and what we talked about, you know, he literally opened the discourse up, you know, and started to fragment the academic world. And, and Peterson tries to what you said, you know, tries to put it all together. And so, you know, it's, I think it's just an amazing, amazing story if you look at it like this. You mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm, and yeah, uh, an amazing uh, synchronicity, uh, you could say. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's something about this time, right, and, and the internet, which, which, um, it, uh, and it, it, it creates synchronicities, or it, it, it there's another when it when multiplies, when it... multiplies synchronicities, or, or, or because things happen at light speed and kind of, you know, um, you can you, the the pattern emerges, yeah, and you don't know from where and. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to add one, one last thing because, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't know if I see it now because I want to see it. But, you know, you have like, if you look at the attitude of those two guys, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, and, and it, it's actually a part of his biography where, where, where mm -hmm. Leary said that because of what he was doing and because of the media, he decided to be overtly optimistic. And so always, always have the biggest smile when the cameras are there, always be like super optimistic, always be like super positive. So that uh -huh. was his agenda because he knew uh, um, he, it was like a, like a persona that he created, you know, and then on the other side, you have like this super, you know, uh, somber, even depressed persona, what, what Peterson is espousing, you know, mm -hmm. because like you, you don't find any, any it's like light and dark or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Light, where he's lightness, not, lightness where and he's dark. not like tear, tears in his eyes and like crying, tearing up and like even crying, you know? And it's like, it's like also like two complete anti, antipodes, if you look yeah, at it like yeah, this. Yeah, wow, yeah. The, the, well, the, yeah. I mean, that's, there's a dark and, and they, all, they contain the, the, each other in a sense. Like there's a very dark side to this hippie and love and light world. Right. Right, that that maybe um, that Leary created, you know, yeah. uh, Charles Charles Manson, etc. Right, right. There's 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 a there's a darkness in that, and behind that smile, right. Right, exactly. Mm. Uh, it's like the Joker or something. Yeah, because he was kind of a trickster Joker character as well, wasn't he? I mean, uh, as you yeah. say, he he he's the opposite of Peterson because he he created a persona intentionally, right? As right. you say, to be smiley. Whereas Peterson is. 
his persona is ironically authenticity, right? Right. Taking off the mask, taking off the persona, um, revealing the, 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 the dark aspect, the sad aspect, the, right. know, you know, our, 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 you know, our shadow nature. Mm-hmm. I also had this argument with this guy because, you know, Peterson expresses emotion, right. uh, you know, in, 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 in this, in this context. And, and most people don't. So that's, uh, people haven't really picked up on that. It's one of the reasons that he's so huge. Peterson is that he actually, he gets angry and he gets sad and he, he's an, He's in touch with the feeling world. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a, if you're a, a talking head, you know, on television, you're completely cool. You're just a talking head. You have no emotion, no, you know, you're com- right. only a persona, right? Right. But he emotes constantly. Yeah, he's always emoting. Well, this is like okay. That's I mean, for me, that's 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 what's compelling about him. Well, of course. I mean, it's still a performance, though. By now, no. Don't you think? Can't you? I it's, mean, it's an interesting be... question. I don't want to be cynical about that too. No, much no, I don't. Mean that's, cynical. that's what the guy was saying. I mean, performance. Well, um, you know, is it a performance when, when you when you're angry or you you you? I mean, everything is a performance, is what you're saying in a right. way. But but sure, but 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 there's. But he must know that maybe he his. Per- he must know that he must put it on or something. Like, no, he oh, must I am know putting that on. he does that. But there's a difference between Timothy Leary, Leary having the cynical, I'm going to put on this love yeah, and light no, persona. No, and then, and yeah. then him, and then him actually, you know, getting upset. <laughs> I don't think he's putting it on. I wouldn't be cynical about no, that. No, I don't. I No, I, d- I didn't mean uh, it. Of course, there's a performative aspect to everything, but. Right. I, I, I you know, I, I just wanted to say he must be aware that he does that. Oh yeah, and so that and so as soon as you know what you're doing, then you can enhance it. You can dial it down or dial it up. You mm-hmm. know, yes, and that, that's what I mean. You know. Well, I, I was reading um, Marie von Francis. She was analyzing Socrates' dreams. Right. She was talking about Socrates and how Socrates was a rationopath, right? All, uh, he was like the ultimate rationopath because. He was just like, okay, I'm going to die now. Take the hemlock, right? You know, because that's rational, right? <laughs> you know, and he didn't even care. His wife came to visit. He's like, go home. <laughs> you know, he was completely cold and rational in terms of, and 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 every every all of his dialogues were about were about that. Um, um, this is what Nietzsche kind of criticized him him for. It's yeah. like he, he he wasn't in touch with the feeling world and when he was about to die, he had this dream of this, I don't know, this Athenian, this goddess. Right. Um, and, and Marie von France was saying that this is the compensation, right? Oh yeah. For, mm. for, 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 for the fact that he had completely inhabited the rational world, which meant that he never had a job. He never, he never got into life and he was always just hanging around. Right. He never took any official function or, 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 or he was just hanging around talking to people. He avoided the feminine world, right. you know, on some level and, and just hang around with these boys. And so, uh, so that, I don't know that, that reminds me. Of, so, so, she, so, so she was saying that, 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 um, he was out of touch with the, the feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I, you mm. find that with a lot of philosophers wow. where mm. psychologists are all about like Jordan Peterson is a psychologist. So they're all about being in touch with the, the, uh, the, you know, even if they're using rationality as a tool, they're all right. about the, 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 the psychology is all about the feeling world, the feminine. Uh, the yeah. yeah. And, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like Leary, you know, opening up his mind to the feminine goddess of Ayahuasca or LSD or whatever, you know. There you all go. The, there you go. The... So that's what Socrates' dream was about at the yeah, end yeah, yeah. of his mm. life, right? Mm. Fantastic. I think we got it. Yeah.